how I rode in style to the capital city. When I awoke I found myself bound hand and foot much stronger than before. I could turn my head, however, enough to see a queer little wagon by my side. It was made of wood, and it rested on twenty-two little wheels, each about as big as a saucer. The frame was about seven feet long and four feet wide. The top of it was not more than four inches from the ground. It was a great piece of work for such tiny men to make. Five hundred little carpenters had been busy with it all day. I soon understood that I was to ride to the city on this funny wagon, but how were they going to put me on it? They had already made their plans for that for they were as wise as they were small. They set up strong poles by the side of the wagon. These poles were about the length of a walking stick. On top of each pole was a pulley. Over each pulley a long rope was carried. One end of each rope was fastened around my body, my neck, or my legs. At the other end a hundred men pulled with all their might. I kept quite still and did not struggle at all. In less than three hours I was rolled upon the wagon. The little men tied me fast to the frame." Some of the tiniest horses you ever saw were then hitched to the wagon. They were not five inches high. They were hitched four by four in a long line, and I afterwards learned there were fifteen hundred of them. They belonged to the king and were the largest and finest horses in the country. Thirty drivers ran by the side of this grand team. They were dressed in red uniforms, and each carried a tiny whip in his hand. They shouted. The horses strained at their traces, and onward toward the city of the little men we went. Did you ever hear of so grand a ride? We soon came to a smooth road, and then the horses galloped forward at a great rate. The drivers ran, the soldiers and workmen followed behind. At last we reached one of the gates of the city. The king and all his high officers were there to meet us. Crowds of women and children were there, too. There was a great deal of shouting and running about when the wagon stopped. The king looked at me in much wonder. He wished to mount on my body. But his officers would not let him do this. They told him that he must not thus rush into danger. At the place where the wagon stopped there was a grand temple. It was the largest building in the whole country. The people thought that it was one of the wonders of the world. The gate to this temple was about three feet high. The roof rose to a height of six feet. I soon found that this was to be my lodging place. Ninety-one chains, like ladies' watch chains, were locked to my left leg with thirty-six padlocks. Each of these chains was about two yards long, and each was fastened at the other end to the doorpost of the temple. When the workmen had thus chained me so that I could not get away, they cut all the strings that had bound me to the wagon. I sat up and looked around, while the little men and their king gazed in wonder. I was quite stiff from lying still so long, and so I was in no haste to move. After a while I arose and stood on my feet. The fifteen hundred horses started forward. The great wagon was drawn swiftly out of my way. What a noise the people made when they saw me standing up and walking. They clapped their hands and shouted with wonder and delight. But as I have said, the chains that held me were short, and I could take only two steps this way or two steps that way. When I wanted to rest, I could creep into the temple and lie down. I soon learned that this place was to be my prison. It was to be my home as long as I stayed in that wonderful country.